Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kervin, and we are here at Legends Bar for WWE Great Balls of Fire viewing party presented by, yep, I like wrestling, JR Collectibles, as well as Bayou Rum. And we are here with the one and only Simon Grimm, formerly known as Simon Gotch of the Ball Villains during his time at NXT and WWE. Simon Gotch. How are you doing today, man? I am splendid. Thank you for asking. This is your first Yup I Like Wrestling party. Thank you for coming. Thank you for us giving you the time to actually interview. My first question is, growing up, who was that wrestler or wrestlers that you pointed at and said, you know what? I want to become a wrestler because of that person. The odd thing is I actually didn't decide I wanted to be a wrestler until I was 17. Okay. Uh, I've been watching wrestling since I was about three years old. Uh, I used to, me and my older brother, we used to watch all the WWF Saturday, Sunday shows on USA. And uh, I'd always been a fan of it, but it was the sort of thing where I didn't really consider it as a career option. Um, obviously, the Attitude Era picks up. You got guys like Mick Foley coming out, Triple H, The Rock, uh, you know, Undertaker getting even bigger than he was. Just a lot of really talented guys. Um, so wrestling's getting really big. But uh, when I was 17 years old, me and my older brother, we drove down from Northern California to Southern California to Los Angeles to see ECW's Heat Wave 2000 pay-per-view. And it was actually Rob Van Dam hitting the uh, Van Terminator that made me want to be a wrestler. So, so it was basically, I mean, it was a combination of a lot of other people, oh, yeah. but Rob Van Dam hitting that move was the, was the finishing touch. Oh yeah, when, when I saw the, the whole audience explode and everybody's cheering, I, I didn't even make a sound. I just started looking around and I went, this is what I want to do with my life. This is it. This is uh, 17 years old. I just graduated high school. I, had, I didn't apply to any colleges. I had no plans. I just was like, I want to be a wrestler. So you basically went to high school? To wrestling, mm -hmm. just like a lot of athletes go to high school straight to to pro baseball or pro basketball. Are they allowed to do that anymore? I thought there was a rule against. Actually, that. they they still are. Oh, really? no, that is impressive. They don't do it often, but I know because uh, I remember that was a thing. I can't remember who it was, but they got there was the first guy. I think uh, it's probably like ten years ago now, but he was the first guy mm -hmm. actually drafted directly from high school. Like they could always do it, uh -huh. but it was a basketball player who got pulled, and they were like, because he's like nineteen. There was everyone's like, you can't hire a nineteen-year-old and pay him millions of dollars. You know what's going to happen? But that's the beauty of wrestling. You can start right after high school. Now, how'd you get started into wrestling? Uh, well, uh, so I told you I'd, I'd seen uh, Heat Wave 2000. Made me want to be a wrestler. So I started. Uh, I remembered that uh, earlier that year I'd seen Beyond the Mat, the Barry Blaustein documentary, and they mentioned a school called All Pro Wrestling, and they said it was in Hayward. I didn't know exactly where Hayward was, but I knew it was in Northern California. Okay. So I looked it up. Um, the school was 86 miles from my front door. So I, uh, I contacted the school, and the following August, August of 2001, I started training there. I drove 86 miles each way, uh, three days a week, okay. for four years, um, and that was pretty much the start of my training. Uh, I trained initially there with uh, Mike Modest and Donovan Morgan. Mike was profiled in the film. Okay. Um, they wound up leaving to form their own company uh, that fall, and uh, Daniel Bryan actually came in in the, in the winter to uh, take over the, the training. I trained with him pretty consecutive or con uh, consistently until uh, August of 2002, when I actually had my first match with Brian, also left to start with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then I sort of kicked around for a little while and I wound up going back to training with Mike and Don at their company, Pro Wrestling Iron, in 2003. Uh, while I was there, I got to work with uh, Mitsuharu Masawa and Yoshinari Ogawa from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan, also from All Japan Pro Wrestling prior to that. And then after that, um, when Iron closed, I wound up moving out to the Midwest and I trained and worked with Harley Race uh, at his promotion for several years. And then that 
brought up, brings up the Amigo and NXT. So you trained with Harley Race and Daniel Bryan? Yes. So sir. that's a mix of the new school and the old school. What was, or were there any differences in their uh, styles of teaching? Well, the thing is wrestling's wrestling. Uh, the biggest difference was really not one that I think is as important as people would realize, mm -hmm. but uh, Brian was obviously, you know, when he's when he's working with me, you know, he's 22 years old. Mm -hmm. He's still a very young man. I think he was only like a year or two older than me at the time. Okay. Um, and so he's able to get in the ring and physically show me stuff. Whereas Harley, at the point when I was working with him, he was already pushing 60 or uh, 70. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, he was 65 when I got there. So because he was pushing 70 when I left. So it's one of those things where at 65, you know, taking all the bumps he's taken, all the injuries he's had. I mean, Harley's probably broken more bones than he has. So at that point, he physically couldn't do much, but it was more like mentally sort of teaching the, uh, teaching a lot of the ins and outs of the business and then going through matches that was really helpful. Now, how'd you get noticed by WWE slash NXT? How was that process like and who exactly hired you? Uh, technically, it was William Regal. Uh, what had happened was I'd, I'd been an extra several times. I was, uh, I'd been there for, you know, they'd seen me multiple times and I always got the same thing. You know, you got good size, you're a good worker, you can talk. And I'm like, and I'm going to NXT when? Mm -hmm. And I never got a date that they never wanted to bring me in for a tryout or anything. So I finally was like, okay. And I was sort of at my wits end. And I finally asked Regal what I should do. And he said, well, you look like one of those old timey strongmen because I had the mustache. He's like, do something like that. Now, sorry to cut you off, but originally in the independent scene, you actually, your gimmick was an old school wrestler by the name of? I was uh, Ryan Brago, the, uh, the uh, gentleman bruiser, uh, which actually started, um, that started because I have a fascination with catch wrestling, uh, and most notably uh, Japanese wrestler Minoru Suzuki. I'm a huge fan of his, and I started sort of modeling myself after him, okay. uh, just sort of randomly. I went from uh, I'd been wearing trunks and kick pads. I went to just short boots. Uh, I started wrestling more of a like a jujitsu grappling based style. I'd always done sort of like uh, mat wrestling, but this was more like actual like competitive looking mm -hmm. wrestling. Um, I shifted to that, and I. Uh, I'd grown the mustache out because, in part, you know, a lot of the catch wrestlers, obviously guys like uh, Farmer Burns, they had mustaches, uh, Boris okay. Malenko, uh, Carl Gotch, a lot of those guys, that was their whole deal. And I was also a big fan of a band called Gogo Bordello. Mm -hmm. uh, so Eugene Hutz, uh, he's a gypsy punk, he's a Romani from the Ukraine, and he had a big handlebar mustache, and I just randomly went, you know what, I'm going to grow one. Let's see how I look with that. And when Regal saw it, that's what he thought. Now, William Regal was impressed with all of that. Now, how was the process of him actually hiring you after he actually told you, you know what, here's your tryout, this is the date? Fun fact, he didn't tell me any of that. Okay. Um, he told me, go make a video. I, I uh, spent a couple months researching stuff. Uh, I found out there was a uh, Victorian era mixed martial art called Bartitsu. Uh, there was a uh, British railway engineer who was a big com uh, combatives fan. He studied boxing, savat, cane fighting, all sorts of stuff, and he actually built the original roadway structure for Japan in the latter part of the 1890s. And while he was over there, he trained in jiu-jitsu for uh, like five or six years. So when he came back, he actually made the world's first mixed martial art okay. that trained people to box, to wrestle, to do jiu-jitsu, to uh, use uh, stick fighting. And it was meant because Victorian era London was very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I started encompassing parts of that into my uh, character and things like that. So I make this video, I give it to Harley. He goes to WrestleMania. Harley delivers it to a guy named uh, Brian Wynn. Uh, Ryan Tran is a referee up there at, uh, in WWE. He's a friend of mine. He worked for Harley. Um, uh, Brian gives it over to uh, Regal. Regal gives it to a guy named Matt Martlaro. Matt's job was basically to screen all the footage that comes into the company. Matt told me, okay, we're going to be coming through KC in St. Louis in July. Uh, be ready by then. We'll take a look at you. That wound up being Raw 1000. I walked around in an old red and white 
uh, striped old-timey bathing suit the whole day, and people are like, who, who is this guy? What's his deal? Uh -huh. The next day, I did a match with Xavier Woods at the Office Love. The Triple H actually came out to watch it, and I got told later he doesn't watch matches. So I, him, all the agents, Finley, uh, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, they all loved it. Arn was like, if it was up to me, he'd be on TV tonight. Wow, yeah. that's great plays. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer, member yeah. of the horse, four, four Horsemen. Oh, that he is. And then uh, I cut some promos with Damian Sandow they really liked, and I think initially they wanted to put me with him. But what this does is they wind up getting me, okay, we're going to give you a tryout now in October. Okay? So I get the tryout in October. Do the tryout, goes great. Cena sees me there, he really likes me. I get told in December they want to hire me. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna put you at the PC when it opens, it's gonna be opening in March. So you got three months. I'm like, great. Wow. Then they get me an email like, oh yeah, PC's gonna be opening in April. Send me an email, PC's gonna be opening in May. PC's gonna be opening in June. PC's gonna be opening in July 1st. PC's gonna be opening July 8th. So now we're 18 months. And for those fans who don't know what PC is, it's the Performance Center in uh, Orlando, Florida. Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, yes. 18 months is the process, and then before I actually start. And a fun fact, they actually messed up my contract, and they almost had to pay me for six months before I started. Really? They, I wound up being nice, and I signed when they were like, can you, re can you, I legally could have just been like, no, I'm not going to sign this. But they had me sign an addendum to my contract to correct it. So okay. I almost got paid for six months extra, but then I didn't. Now, wrestling fans know you as one half of the Vault Villains, you know, f formerly in the WWE. How did the Vault Villains get created? Whose idea was it? Break that down for all of us. Well, uh, Aiden English had been doing a character called the, uh, the Drama King for a while in okay. NXT, and before that he was working on the Indies a little bit under the name Matt Marquis, which was basically a proto version of the Drama King. Um, he's originally from Chicago, he's legit theater major from, from uh, I think it's a... Uh, University of Chicago, Columbia, something like that. Something okay. in Chicago, big university in Chicago. Actually, a fun fact for those of you familiar with Ring of Honor, Women of Honor, uh, Scarlett Boudreau uh, from uh, Ring of Honor actually was uh, a student in a class that uh, really? Aiden okay. English TA'd for. He was the teacher's assistant. He taught her a lot of stuff. So when she came as an extra, it was hilarious because she rec he recognized her and they knew each other. So it was really cool to see that. Um, but uh, he was already doing that and I was doing obviously the old time strongman thing. And uh, initially, uh, I got they were teaming with Bull Dempsey uh, for a little while. Okay. And what winds up happening is uh, Dusty Rhodes like, yeah, baby, Triple H, if he wants to see you and Aiden English as a tag team, he says this to me in October. I'm like, okay, cool. Nothing happens. December rolls around right before Christmas. Yeah, baby, you see, uh, I think we really got we got put with that Aiden English. You know, Triple H really liked that idea. I think we got a good tag team. I'm like, okay. Whenever you want to do it, Dusty, I'm free. You know, I got nothing else to do. Then, you know, like, March rolls around. Yeah, baby, we really we got to take a look at you guys in the tag team. I think the police really want to see that. I'm like, okay, I'm like, when are we doing it? And he goes, let, let me have you cut a promo with Aiden English in that promo class. Or I want to see you two do a promo together. I want to see what you guys do. All right? Promo class we're supposed to do that is the one, the last one we're doing right before WrestleMania week. Now, uh, this is WrestleMania in uh, New Orleans, uh, WrestleMania 30. Aiden's uh, girlfriend, now his wife, uh, Shaw Guerrero, gets released. He doesn't show up for promo class because of it. Which is the daughter of the late, great Eddie Guerrero, for those who don't oh, know. Oh, yes. And the, uh, the niece, or well, I guess technically the cousin of Chavo Guerrero. Yes, exactly. Because Chavo's technically Eddie's nephew. Nephew. All right, so he'd be cousin, sorry. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so that happens. So he doesn't even show up for the class. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is never going to happen. Then we come back from, because uh, we were off for a week after with WrestleMania. And we come back and we get told, yeah, uh, you guys are a team now. You're debuting on TV in 10 days. Wow, okay. So we did like two matches, I think. One in the PC, 
and then one on, no, I'm sorry, we did three. One on the PC with uh, Braun the, the short-lived tag team of Braun Strowman and Chad Gable. We did one on a house show with Wesley Blake and Mojo Raleigh, and then we did one on another NXT house show with The Ascension. And then that Wednesday, we had a uh, our TV debut. We didn't have a name. We, we had to make up a finisher, like, the, the week before, which uh, I just took from the Young Bucks, because I, I knew Matt could do a, uh, English could do a swanton, so I was like, I was doing the Finley roll anyway. Like, okay, I'll do the Finley roll, you do the swanton, like the Young Bucks thing. Which was the only thing I stole from the Young Bucks. The pose was just, just a double bicep pose. Everyone does that. So, uh, which we got accused of stealing from the Young Bucks, and I, I think we actually took a photo like that one time as a joke, just to, to mess with people. But, uh, so, like, the day of, we had to come up with the name Bond Villains, that was English's idea. Um, the entrance and stuff, uh, we like Triple H worked out with us the day of. The music we picked that day, which is kind of why our music changed so often because it was like they weren't even settled on doing it. They were just like, oh, okay, we'll just do, use that for, for now. We'll figure it out. So it all kind of came together real fast. Wow. What were some of your your favorite moments while being in the WWE or NXT? Anytime I got in the ring with Chad Gable was always a joy. I loved wrestling. Really? He was he is so phenomenal. The first time I met him, and he'll tell you this, uh, for about after after working with him for about a week, just when he just started at the PC, I told him you're gonna be in the Hall of Fame someday. Really? And I was dead serious. That's and the I, WWE Hall of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame. And I it's the truth. Gable is one of the best like natural athletes I've ever seen. I've seen, you see very few guys who actually can blend amateur wrestling and professional wrestling as well as he does. Mm -hmm. And he's a lifelong wrestling fan, which helps. You know, yeah, exactly. So often when you get athletes, guys who come from non-wrestling backgrounds, they're not wrestling fans. Exactly. They're just there for an easy thing. In my opinion, it helps a person's career big time if Trem they are a wrestling fan. Tremendously, because you know what the hardest thing in the world is? When you try and tell someone, arm drag me, and they don't know what an arm drag is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. It's the struggles you have in the ring. Oh, yeah. Um, you and Aiden, Aiden English are not together now. He's in the WWE, he has a singles run. Is Aiden English someone you would like to tag team again or even have an angle with, whether it's in the WWE or in the independent scene? I think I'd like to work with him at some point in the future, whether it would be me going back to WWE or if he comes to the Indies or goes to you know wherever I wind up working. Okay. It's just a matter of, for me, I think the biggest issue was you had two strong single stars put into a tag team mm -hmm. where you sort of diminished what they both were capable of. I think that was probably one of the biggest weaknesses of the team that not okay. a lot of people picked up on. I think I could have had a very strong singles run myself. I think English is showing he can have a very strong singles run. And it's just a matter of you have two guys with a great deal of talent, a great deal of charisma, a great deal of personality. I mean, you were surprised by how funny I was when we were talking before the camera went off. Yes, yes. Uh, but it's one of those things where Sometimes they're like, well, we need a tag team. And we're like, well, we're great singles guys, but we need a tag team. And your choice is don't do the tag team. And then, particularly at that point in NXT, you know, jobs were a little bit more on uh, eggshells. I mean, a lot of majority, majority of people that want to become wrestling fans, majority of them want to be a singles wrestler. Yeah. It's their dream to, to finish WrestleMania on top with the title, end the show. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't really dream about being in the tag team, but keep going. Oh, but that's the thing, it's really, that, that's the whole deal, is that that's your focus. So when you're told to go into a tag team, you want to do it because it's part of your job. Fans know you from the tag team, the Vault Villains, like I mentioned before. Aiden English, right now, he's in the WWE, he has a singles run. Is Aiden English someone that you would like to wrestle again, have an angle with, or even tag team with in, this, in the independent scene, or actually in the WWE once again? I'd absolutely love to work with him again. I, uh, English is a really talented guy. I think he's criminally underrated in WWE right now. Mm -hmm. And if I, wherever it is, whether him coming to where I'm at, with, okay. whether it's you know Ring of Honor, New Japan, wherever I wind up, or if you know me going back to WWE, uh, I definitely like to work with him, but uh, tag team, I, I think uh, 
probably one of the biggest issues we had that not a lot of people picked up on was you had two really strong single stars mm -hmm. that were put into a tag team. So it's, I think it kind of diminished both of what we, both of us and what we were capable of doing because it, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the biggest monetary value, the biggest like commodity in wrestling is time. So in a tag team, you're cutting time in half and in quarters and it's just, there's not enough to go around. There never is. We legitimately had a 90 second match once with uh, Breeze Dango in England. So that, that's the sort of thing where if I, to work with him again, I would absolutely love to wrestle him again. I think that would be great. I think we could do some. And that's another thing, because a lot, a lot of wrestlers that dream about being wrestlers someday yeah. in the WWE, their dream is to end WrestleMania, to finish the show on top with the title, end the show, be the talk of the town the next day. And not a lot of people actually dream about being in a tag team. Well, tag teams, it's usually, uh, it's weird. It's usually guys who are either brothers that mm -hmm. stick in tag teams or, uh, Guys are just sort of never long time friends yeah. for a long time. I'll, actually, no, believe it or not, a lot of tag teams hate each other. I'm really? dead serious about that. You you would be shocked. I, it's funny because um, I'd done another interview where I just mentioned that English and I weren't like close friends. We we're not. We we get along well enough, but it's just that sort of thing where, and all these people are like, oh, that's why they failed as a tag team because all the best tag teams are good friends. Look at the Dudley Boys, and I was like, Yvonne and Bubba Ray hate each other. Like really? they openly admit that. Yeah. So it's that weird thing of like. And it's not that they hate each other in the way that, like, say, uh, see what's a good example, like, uh, hmm. it's a good example of two guys that hate each other. Like, for a while, let's say Foley and Flair, the way they used to hate each other. Okay. They don't hate each other like that. They hate each other like an old married couple, where they're like, we're stuck together. And, like, every time you do something stupid, I get screwed. Every time I do something stupid, you get screwed. So, it's like, we hate each other, but we have to work together. We kind of like each other, but we hate each other. Like, that's what most long-term tag teams really are like. Me and English were kind of ambivalent towards each other. We just, there was like, hey, you, you know, it's like we're working together. Okay, cool. We're not? Okay, cool. So you guys had a lot of differences as well as similarities personality-wise. Yeah. Um, we have very different backgrounds. Uh, my background was in professional wrestling and combat sports, uh, MMA, martial arts, things like that. Uh, English's background was in drama. You know, uh, English came from a very nice, middle-class, normal family. You know, my mom's a school teacher, my dad's a drug addict. So okay. I, I probably lived in about a dozen different homes. Like, we moved around that much when I was a kid, to the point where I thought it was weird when someone lived in the house for more than, you know, six months. Wow. And that was sort of, that was my upbringing, you know? Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that was very different for me than mm -hmm. from him. In the same way, you know, he likes a lot of very high art, you know, intelligent films. I like gory splatter, B-movies, that's that's my stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, you can see this, I'm wearing a shirt from uh, pizzapartyprinting.com. This is Repo Man. The, uh, if you've never seen it, it's a cinematic gem produced by one of the monkeys, uh, starring Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duck Man himself. But, uh, like, we, we just have sort of different tastes like that. Mm -hmm. uh, though we, we were both very much, uh, we were in Terry Taylor's class in the Performance Center right before we uh, got called up. We both became kind of terrors, okay. where we were just, whatever Terry said, we'd point out something else he said that contradicted him, and we were just, both of us just rapping around, like, hey, Terry, what about this? Yeah, you said that, didn't you say that? Yeah, you said that, Terry. Yeah, Terry, you said that. We'd do that until one day he actually held us after class and said, guys, I need you to stop doing that during my class. I can't have you disrespecting me in front of everyone else. <laughs> wow. So, we, we would say, okay, Terry, we won't do it anymore. And every once in a while, we'd like slip one in and he'd look at us and be like, oh, Wow. Now, while you were in the WWE, there were a lot of rumors that you had some backstage incidents. One specifically with a Sin Cara. Oh. What exactly one. happened with that incident or the other incidents you had with other wrestlers? A lot of the incidents were either fictitious or blown out of proportion. Okay. Um, the Sin Cara one, like, it's funny because a lot of the, uh, or a lot of the uh, information, if you want to call it that, the internet reports were that, like, 
I said something racist to him and he mm -hmm. knocked me out with one punch. No punches were thrown. Mm -hmm. um, Jorge and I, Sin Cara, we usually go back and forth taking little digs at each other just for fun. You know, be like, oh, hey, I learned how to work. Oh, hey, stop botching everything. You know, it'd be, that was just what we did. It was having fun. And uh, he said something to me. I don't even remember what he said. But my response was apparently such a stiff shot because I thought it was nothing. I, I, I don't say what it is now because I don't have any, anything against him, and to me, I don't want you know some twelve-year-old little bastard going mm -hmm. like, "Oh, hey, I'm putting it on a sign at a show." Okay. That's just rude. So I don't ever say what it is, but uh, I said it, and I go back to eating. Like he's sitting on one end of the table, and Callisto's next to him, Apollo Cruz is next to Callisto, then I'm over here, and all of a sudden, my face starts hurting, and I stand up and I yell, "What the fuck?" Because I don't know what's going on. I can't see anything. Like my vision's blurry, and I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. I'm trying to put it together. It's like my face hurts. Why do I smell Diet Coke? Why is my shirt wet? Why is Jorge running at me? He starts sprinting around the table and he tries to tackle me and I just out of reaction, I grab his tricep and I grab around his head and I pull him into me and I go, dude, what the fuck? Because I have no idea what's going on. As far as, I'm like putting together slowly that I got hit in the face with a Coke can, like my head's clearing. And there's one brief moment because uh, where it starts flashing my head, goes, throw him, uh -huh. throw the fucker. Just okay. my brain's like, it goes into combat mode, and I go, no, you will get fired, do not throw him, calm him down, figure out what's going on. Like, reason starts chiming in like this after, you know, the devil on my shoulder is telling me, kill him, kill him, kill him. So I, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck, what the fuck? And I just keep asking him that because I don't know what's going on. Uh -huh. Like, as far as I know, we're just joking back and forth, and all of a sudden, you know, I got hit in the face with a Coke can. Which, if you look right here, you can still see, I'm sorry, right here. Right Show here. the camera. I can never remember which eye it is. I think it's this one right here. This one, okay. You see the scar right there. Actually, if I can, I'll show you the photo afterwards. But okay. there's a perfect, there was a perfect ring. The bottom of the can hit me like that. It was. Wow. I told him afterwards, like, man, you should have played baseball instead of wrestling. It's a hell of a throw. <laughs> now, really quick, Simon, if you can wrestle for any wrestling company anywhere in the world, New Japan. And why is that? Really quick. Best wrestling company in the world. Hands down, the best wrestling you're going to see, the best wrestlers, the best talent is all in New Japan. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're set, I mean, obviously the next choice, like nationally, if we're going just in America, Ring of Honor right there. You have like a lot of the highest quality guys in the U.S. That's where they are. So it's just a question, you know. And fortunately, New Japan and Ring of Honor work together, so it's not really a conflict of interest for me to say they're both great. So that's wow. always a plus. That's good. Now, where can fans find you or promoters can find you so they can book you on upcoming shows? Uh, if Tell you're interested in booking me on upcoming shows, I'm available at bookingsimon at yahoo.com. Don't mock me for having a Yahoo account. It's a, it's a wonderful app that's very well integrated. Uh, I just made the cameraman laugh really hard with that. I, I, he's smiling now. I'm making him <laughs> smile. Uh, you can also find me currently at social media. I can be found at, at GotchStyleWWE on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's a good place to keep up with my latest t-shirts. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, I'm a big t-shirt guy. Pro Wrestling Tees, what is your link for Pro Wrestling Tees? ProWrestlingTees.com Pro slash Simon Says with an S, not a Z. Simon Says is actually an indie wrestler up here. I didn't realize that. Oh, really? But with a Z. But mine is Simon Says because I'm a big Ferro Monarch fan and, you know, got to get the fuck up. So it's... There, there's, also, you can find our t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash Yup, I Like Wrestling. Here it is. This is a high quality t-shirt. This is, this is made in America, probably. I don't know. I'm gonna say um, it is. Let's just say I don't it even is. No, but we have a white t-shirt, we have a red t-shirt, we have a black t-shirt, just like this. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash yup ILW. We also have a Yup I Hate Roman and a Yup I Like Roman t-shirt. Just log on to the website. You can also find this on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Yup ILW. Find us on our website, yup 
IlikeWrestling.com. You can find all our information there. Simon, thank you so much for uh, giving us a lot of knowledge and um, letting us know what you're up to and where you want to wrestle and how you came up in pro wrestling. Any last words for the fans? Um, or any uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, impersonations that you want to do? God rest us all. You see, baby, let me tell you something right now. You see, uh, you just got to put them deals on display. You see, I got all these beautiful ladies up in here right now, my beautiful divas, you know. Y'all, Yo, you're covering your deals up. I got to see them deals. Like, maybe you wear a fine t-shirt like this covering up them deals, you know. You got to put them deals on display. I got to see them. I got to know what's in there. Yep, I like wrestling. Yep, I like wrestling. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this interview. More interviews to come.